Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Monday the 9th of May. Today, the Sydney Kings look poised to end the jack-jumping fairy tale of the NBL. Sam Kerr adds some extra zeros to the sale of Chelsea, and an historically long, long shot claims America's biggest horse race. But first... Liz Cambage, the Aussie basketball superstar with a personality as big as her talent. I'm very proud of being a big bitch. But Cambage and Australian basketball have fallen out. Ever since Liz left the national team camp one week before last year's Tokyo Olympics, the relationship has gone downhill. And having signed on to play for the LA Sparks in this season's WNBA, Cambage has made her future loyalties known. I'm living my best life. I'm supported. I'm protected on a, a level that the Opals or the Australian team never gave to me. My heart lies with those who want to protect me and those who want me to be the best I can be. And I never felt that in the Opals at all. Cambage's departure from the Opals camp during Olympic preparations was reported as being for mental health reasons. But former Opals captain Jenna O'Hay addressed Cambage's side of the story on the Offsiders this weekend on the ABC. I can hold my head up high and say that I always loved her, always cared for her, always supported her, always had her back. Uh, I think that is her reality. And I think the listeners and watchers out there can believe who they want to believe. Uh, but yeah, I can hold my head up high. O'Hay now retired, also confirmed a previously unconfirmed report regarding a statement made by Cambage towards the Nigerian team during a practice match in the lead-up to the Olympics last year. Is it correct that they were playing Nigeria and Liz Cambage was, had her feathers ruffled and she turned to them and said, go back to your third world country? And of course, Ezi Maggabor is, uh, is originally Nigerian, a Nigerian who's now living in Australia and playing for your team. And as a result, there was a brawl that erupted and since then... You haven't spoken to her. That is all 100% correct. Go back to your third world country? Wow. Gambage scored 12 points in her LA debut as the Sparks knocked off the defending champions, the Chicago Sky. A deal has been agreed to sell Chelsea to the consortium led by Todd Bowley for £4.25 billion. The sale needs to be approved by both the UK government and the Premier League, but the club expects it to be completed by the end of this month. Yep, Russian oligarch owner Roman Abramovich has finally got his ducks in a row and sold his beloved Chelsea FC. The pressure was put on Abramovich by both the English public and British government once Vladimir Putin, a close acquaintance of Abramovich, decided to invade the Ukraine earlier this year. But while the sale is reported to be worth in excess of 7.4 billion Australian dollars, I kind of feel like he could have got more if he just waited a bit. Patience is a virtue. On the final day of the Women's Super League, Chelsea sat atop the ladder. But with one last game against Manchester United and Arsenal only one point behind, Chelsea couldn't afford to slip up. But they did, and Manchester United led 2-1 at half-time. Chelsea needed to respond. So they called on their recently crowned Women's Footballer of the Year. Harbour, here's Kerr with a set-up. Cuthbert, much better from Chelsea already. And Clara's drawn them level. Slammed it in, the Footballer of the Year, 2-2. And the changes have paid immediate dividend. Australia's own Sam Kerr's equaliser put Chelsea back on top. But with Arsenal still hot on their heels, Chelsea were looking for the killer blow to secure their fifth league title. And guess who delivered? So here she is looking for another one. Oh, they saw it in our Chelsea's. And they know it. Don't they know it? 
Mistake to the back for Manchester United, and when it came to Sam Kerr, instinctively she knew where the goal was. Sam Kerr again, this time scoring an over-the-shoulder worldie that left her opponents, her teammates, and even Sam a little bit stunned. I feel shocked. So, while Sam and her teammates celebrate, Roman Abramovich will be commiserating about the extra couple of million Kerr and co probably could have added to the value of the deal. And given that Abramovich has agreed to donate all proceeds to the victims of the war in the Ukraine, every dollar counts. Yes, crisscross will make you jump jump, but the Sydney Kings will make the Jack Jumpers slump slump. The Kings will use the full allotment of their 24 seconds. Clark has Vasiljevic. Big moment. DJ Vasiljevic. DJ Vasiljevic, a dagger. In last night's game two of the NBL Grand Final best of five series, the Sydney Kings put themselves one win away from claiming this championship with a 90-86 to win over the Tasmania Jack Jumpers. Despite being without league MVP Jalen Adams, who was ruled out with a hamstring injury, the Kings took a 2-0 lead in the series thanks to 20-point efforts from DJ Vasiljevic, Jarrell Martin and Xavier Cooks. A 28-18 third quarter that set it up. Xavier Cooks on the move. You cannot stop that. No, you can't, Xavier Cooks. The Tassie Jack Jumpers will have an opportunity to keep the series alive this Wednesday. The run for the Roses, or as it's more commonly known, the Kentucky Derby. The first leg of horse racing's famous Triple Crown has been run uninterrupted since 1875. And over the weekend, the 2022 edition of the Great Race delivered one of the all-time upsets. I'm upset! In the 148th running of the race, 20 horses made up the field with Epicenter the favourite at 4-1, while Ethereal Road was the outsider at 100-1. But the day before the race, Ethereal Road was scratched allowing another long shot, Rich Strike, to join the race. And so, it began. As they arrive into the final for long, Sandin is coming after him. Epicenter and Sandin, these two, strike for strike. Coming into the home straight, it was as predicted, with pre-race favourite Epicenter being hotly pursued by Zandon. The big crowd on hand expecting a bob of the head finish between the two. When suddenly... They're coming down to the wire, Epicenter, Sandin, Rich Strike is coming up on the inside. From deep in the field with an inside run, Rich Strike raced up and snatched victory in the final strides, becoming the second biggest outsider in the race's history to win. With jockey Sonny Leon on board, Rich Strike at odds of 250 to 1 claimed just the second win of its racing career and actually lived up to its name by striking it rich with a first place check worth 1.86 million. Winning the Derby automatically qualifies Rich Strike for the Preakness Stakes, the second leg of the Triple Crown on May 21st. And that is your Fast Fun hit of sport for Monday the 9th of May. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on the Scorecard. Listener.